hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed with the Best. We're two New York City gals who are bringing you the best of the best of all things beauty, wellness, and inspirational women. We've tried it all and can't wait to tell you what's worth obsessing over. Join us each week as we share our favorite products and trends and chat with leading female founders and experts. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with with the Best with with Alex and Tina. Tina. Today we're sitting down with Amy Shack Egan. Amy is the New York City-based founder and CEO of Modern Rebel, the wedding planning service that specializes in planning, design, and coordination for a -a one-of-a-kind love party, a term they use because it's two people in love plus a party. Modern Rebel has worked with everyone from A-list celebrities to White House insiders to everyday power couples, and they make sure that your celebration is as unique as your partnership. Amy was branded the anti-wedding planner in 2022 by New York Magazine, and her disruptive approach to wedding planning has solidified her as a leader in the field. She's frequently quoted in the New York Times, and her innovative take on the wedding industry has been featured in The Cut, Vogue, and in Refinery29. Please welcome Amy. Amy, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We're so excited. So I planned my 2019 wedding with Modern Rebel. And you and I are just meeting now, but I worked with Miriam, who was amazing. She's awesome. And she was great. And it was just the best experience. I loved my wedding. It was downtown at Houston Hall. I will say, I say this every time you talk about your wedding, the best wedding I've ever attended. (laughs) I When I think about my wedding, I'm like, I want it to be like Alex and Vinny's wedding. It was the perfect day. It was so great from start to finish. I'm so glad. I mean, I think it's probably because it just reflected you two, Alex and Vinny. Like, I just feel like that's the best kind of wedding. It totally you did. Know? It, so. and it was just so, it was so specific to us. And the reason I chose you guys is because you lead with such inclusivity. Like you believe that like you want to celebrate all types of marriages, you know, and my mom and most of my friends are part of the LGBTQ community. So for me, it was the only choice. Like it was the literal only clear choice. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about kind of expand on that, like what makes Modern Rebel so special and kind of the mission behind your company. Of course. Um, So Modern Rebel is... My company, it's been around the last eight years. I started in 2015, which feels like yesterday and kind of a zillion years ago all (laughs) at the same time. And it really was born out of this idea that everybody was so excited to get married, but they were not excited to plan a wedding. And why was that the case? And I think for me in particular, being who I was, I was a gender studies major in college. I was like the last person that was going to become a wedding planner. And I started just helping a friend and she's like, you could do this. And I was like, what? And she's like, you could be like a wedding planner. And I was like, eh, no way. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, no, wedding world's not for me, which is exactly why it wouldn't leave me alone. You know, like a few weeks went by and it was sort of like, man, maybe I should get into the wedding industry because maybe I could just bring something different to it. And I think that that was the seed of what Modern Rebel has really with the incredible team that I have now, like it was just me at the beginning uh, grown into, which is really just, you know, planning what we like to call love parties, which is weddings that break the rules. And for some people, that means breaking every single rule and doing something completely off the wall, which is really fun. And then for some people, it means just, you know, breaking a few rules and just making sure that they feel seen and celebrated and that we take a no assumptions approach, meaning we do not assume that you are going to do any tradition, or if you're, we might say, do you want to reimagine a tradition? And some people do tons of traditions. It's really just, you get to make your own rules. Yeah. I really felt that nothing was assumed at all. No, but it was still very, it checked all the boxes that like you, when you go to a wedding, you know, it checked the boxes, but like not in the traditional way, I guess. Yeah, it was perfectly us. There's a piece of me that is very Sicilian and traditional. And there's a, a bigger part of me that is absolutely not at all. So yeah. it, it it somehow was that. It was yeah. both. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people, like there, there are definitely people that come to us and they're like, 
oh, I don't know if we're too untraditional. I'm like, it's not that we're like an untraditional wedding, like wedding planning company. I think that the box is just so restrictive of like what a wedding has to be when in reality, there's literally very few rules for what a wedding actually has to be. I think it's like a statement of intent and literally like that's it. Like you just have to like, if you want to call it a wedding, but you can make your entirely your own rules about what that looks like. And for a lot of people, it means that they want to honor some traditions or a lot of the mm -hmm. traditions. That's like, you know, a lot of our clients will just think about, oh, I want to do that versus just like, oh, this is the recipe. Here's what I have to do. You know what right. I mean? Like traditions can get confused with rules that yes. you have to follow. And like, I feel like a lot of these traditions or rules are are very much built around like the cisgendered heterosexual couples but yeah. like with your company how do you are, have you learned anything or or what would you advise for um like the lgbtq plus couples and their wedding planning process how is that different from like the structured rules and traditions that the heterosexual couples well, are using. I, mean, I think by default, like it's it's an industry that's based on the binary. Like we haven't even had gay mm. marriage legal in this country for very long. And so I think that for a lot of queer couples, it was sort of like, I have to rewrite the rules, like just, you know, as a, as a base. And yeah. we have a we have a large uh, queer you know community at Modern Rebel of couples that we work with every single year. Um, a, a large just queer community on our team, and I would say that not to speak for them, but I think what we talk about a lot at Modern Rebel is just this idea of what's going to feel empowering, you know, to you and to your partner, and how are you as an individual and as a partnership going to feel seen and going to feel celebrated. And I think the stakes can feel a little bit higher when you don't feel like you're getting full support maybe from your family. And I've been in that situation with clients. I mean, you absorb a lot in this role when you're planning with a, uh, a client and a couple. And we really particularly try to work with both individuals in the couple. And I've had clients where like their mom's not coming, you know, because, mm. and it's so sad. It just like really breaks me apart. But to me, I'm like, we're going to make this even better for you. Like, we're going to make sure that you feel seen and celebrated in this process because that's so unacceptable. Like, no. <laughs> it is. And a lot of these traditions of who walks who down the aisle, the first dance, it could be so much pressure for someone who has a non-traditional family, for someone who has family that has passed away. My father passed away when I was younger. So that was a bit, you know, and my husband's parents would be mortified if we forced them to dance. So we were like, why are we doing parent child first dances? Like no one wants to. Mm -hmm. So, so why would we do that? We don't want exactly. to. Exactly. When you stop I, you know, for one second and you're like, yeah. oh, I don't really want to do this. And then this amazing weight gets lifted and you're like, oh, wow, I feel lighter. And it's like, oh, you just, you were just an active participant in this process. Like, yes, yes, yes it's a big deal. Like you should be. Yes. And Miriam was never like, oh, well, you know, you should, there was no should. I also could care less about cake. I don't like cake at all, but I am extremely passionate I about a cannoli. Like I, yeah, well, like, I, I love cannoli. the cake rolls around, like nobody care, like, it, it, we yeah. care, but it's just like, what we care about is what we're experiencing and the dancing and the being around the people. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, here's a sweet treat. It right. doesn't matter if it's wedding cake or cannoli. It doesn't matter. And yeah. we went, we got our cannolis from this traditional, like old timey bakery downtown. And they're like, you know what we could do for a wedding? We could make one giant cannoli with a bunch in between and you could crack it. It was so And cute. we're like, oh, that sounds great. I remember and your photos. It was so You great. do? Yes. It was yeah. awesome. And Miriam was like, it, she was so excited about that for us. She's like, I've never seen this. Let's crack the cannoli. Like, let's do it. It's like, yeah, let's do it. I actually not just saw a photo. I think I saw a video of this from Miriam. And I just <laughs> love it. Because also what you do when you step even a foot outside the box that is sort of the manufactured wedding experience is that this kind of creativity comes up, not just from you and your partner, but the people around you. It's really... I think very freeing for vendors to also be like, oh, we could do this. You know, it's fun. I very guess. freeing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd exactly. be doing this if I kept doing the same thing over and over again. It's never the Absolutely same. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I have a question. Um, so you have a, a no plantation policy. Mm -hmm. What does that, first of all, what does that mean for anyone who might not know? And where did that come from? 
That came from the very beginning of Modern Rebel and I put it on the website. I think like pretty early on from when I had a website. It's all like, I'm like, when did I get a website? I don't even remember, but um, pretty early on and I put it on there and immediately was met with comments positively actually. And I found that people were actually hiring me because it was such a statement in the wedding industry at the time. I don't think it's as much of a statement now, which I'm I'm happy about. There's been some great media around this and people have spoken to it. But for me, I grew up in Florida. Um, so it's not really the South. Like no one really considers it the South if you're from the South. But you are very close to the South and <laughs> what people consider the South. And plantations are um, a wedding venues a lot of the times. And for me, it's just knowing the history of that and feeling like someone could hire me to go plan their celebration. And honestly, I only ever really saw white people getting married on plantations. And I thought it just, it just felt really weird considering the history of what went on on a plantation. Um, didn't feel honoring or empowering and frankly felt just heavy and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, I just don't want to do that. And I'm going to put this on the website and that's really where it stemmed out of. And then a lot of amazing conversations have come up because of it. And now we don't have it on the website anymore because I think it doesn't need to be said anymore, which I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. um, and people aren't doing it as much, which is So this was great. something that you you said, I'm not doing this. It wasn't something yeah. that you were being approached by a lot. And you said, I, I got to put a disclaimer up on my website because this is happening I wasn't. Too much. I just said, I'm not doing this. And then actually the interesting thing was that we had somebody reach out to us and they – um, I'm trying to remember the story now, but I think that they basically found out, you know, that there was a history of that at their venue. It wasn't like called a plantation because this is true that some places it doesn't necessarily have to say plantation in the title of the venue, but they may have a very sour history. And, um, you know, we look up every venue, we, we do our own homework and I, I said, look, I said, this isn't the right fit for us. And we let him walk, you know? So that happened once. It never happened again because I think it's on. it was on their website. And now, yeah, thankfully, it just doesn't happen. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just leading with your values. Now we put our values, literally all the words, exactly who we are, just right onto the website. So there's no like, who are these people? What are they about? It's like, I want it to be right there. And for people to say, hell yes, or hell no. Yes. Yeah. That's literally what attracted me to you. Like I, I saw that website and I thought this is everything I want. This is everything I also stand for. I feel like it was shared values. And I keep coming back to that because I feel like there's so many options for like for literally everything. You could get on Instagram, Pinterest, whatever. There's so many options. And so why not choose the person whose values align with yours and something yeah. else that I like. I read that you guys donate 5% of what you make every year to different New York City nonprofits. Yeah. Can you talk about that? How did you decide on which nonprofits? What are those? Totally. So this is also something from the very beginning. Um, when I had the idea that was born out of this literally coffee meetup with my friend Jill, who's still my very good friend, and she was stressed out planning her wedding and she asked for my help. I met up with her and I just, you know, I was really good at multitasking. I was kind of the event planner of my friends and I got her organized. And that's when she looked at me at the end and she's like, you could be a wedding planner. And I was like, no. Um, and when I decided, okay, I'm going to try this because it's just won't leave me alone. I don't think I can do this in good conscience if there isn't a level of give back. I've always just been connected to causes, especially feminist issues and so I literally cold called the Center Against Domestic Violence and I had this pretty wild idea that every time someone got married, someone could get out of an awful abusive relationship. Like the the moment that somebody's like, I'm so excited to be with this person, someone else can say, I, I really need to get out of this. And so it was born out of that idea. And I, I cold called the Center Against Domestic Violence in Brooklyn. And I said, I have this idea. And I remember where I was. I was like at a bakery in William or at a um, coffee shop in Williamsburg. And I remember calling them and stepping outside and being really nervous because I, you know, didn't really have a business or anything. And they were so kind. And they were like, come to our office, meet up. And I toured a bunch of their shelters and we just developed a relationship. And so I had three love parties the first year that were barely any money. And then I did six the second year and 25 the third year. So it really grew and grew. And now we do about 75 a year. 
And so you can imagine that they kind of stuck with me, but we expanded the nonprofit partnership. So they were absorbed into what is called called um, URI, the Urban Resource Institute. They're in a larger organization. We still get back to them. We have four other nonprofits. And last year we had donated over $25,000. And in total, you know, the last eight years, we've donated over $50,000 to nonprofits. And the coolest thing I would say, the coolest, one of the coolest moments of my career so far is that we got an email from Homes for the Homeless, which is one of our nonprofit partners. And this beautiful email at the start of this year. And they said, Amy, we want to invite your whole team upstate um, because we want to show you the summer camp that your company has been funding for, oh for uh, homeless youth for the last eight years. And so we're planning to spend a, a day in June and go up and visit the summer camp. Yeah. I just got full. <laughs> I literally, my, I just feel like I teared up a it's little cool bit. Though. It's cool though. Amy, like, that is so awesome. Amy, that is so cool. This is something I can so get behind. I'm, so I am so single. I am so like, <laughs> I don't know. I have a real bad taste in my mouth about weddings. I'll say it. Like I, I do I, too. Just, I say this all the time. I'm like, God, I, I do too. <laughs> yes. Like the traditional, like it just bugs me. It bugs me to my core and to talk to you and hear you speak about this and, and to use your, your power for good. You know, it's so encouraging. So we've recently learned just how many toxic ingredients are in our nail polish, but I love doing my nails. I'm sure you love doing your nails, which is why we love K Ferrara Color because it's a luxurious nail polish and hand cream line that uses all clean formulas. You know I love that hand cream. I'm obsessed with it. After I've had a long day of sanitizing my hands and working with makeup and doing all that, my hands are so dry and I love the hand cream treatment. It is a lifesaver for dry, cracked hands. K for our color offers gorgeous colors plus base coat, top coat, and quick dry options, which I've used so many times when I've got to get out the door. The other thing I love is K for our color has a children's line, which has been a gift for my nieces many, many times. So if you are a person that just loves to get your nails done at the salon, you can bring it with you. You can bring your K Ferrara color with you to the salon. And if you're a person that likes to get a gel mani, you can use K Ferrara color on your pedicure or it really makes an amazing gift for anyone in your life of literally any age who appreciates clean beauty and clean formulas. For 15% off your order, go to kferraracolor.com and use code OBSESSED15 at checkout. That's kferraracolor.com with code OBSESSED, the number 15, at checkout for 15% off your nail polish or hand cream. For more information, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. This episode is brought to you by Pete's. Few things start your day better than a good coffee. That's why Pete's hand-roast their coffee from a specific selection of high-quality beans. And they don't just put those beans into anyone's hands. Pete's trains their roasters for 10,000 hours so they can master the roast that gives you the most. Pete's Coffee. Coffee for coffee people. Find Pete's online or at your local retailer. So as you probably know, two of my biggest passions are clean beauty and supporting female-founded brands. Which is why when it comes to makeup and skincare, Beauty Counter has been one of my favorite go-to brands for years. Their makeup looks incredible and their skincare really and truly works. Plus, they use non-toxic ingredients and are environmental working group certified. The two beauty products I absolutely can't live without are their vitamin C serum and the Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer. I use both of these products every single day and I never travel without them. We don't have to be putting toxic chemicals all over our skin anymore because there is a better option. So, if you'd like to shop some clean beauty with Obsessed with the Best, go to beautycounter.com obsessed and then enter code CLEANFORALL20 at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's beautycounter.com obsessed and code CLEANFORALL20 at checkout. Or just scroll down to the show notes for this episode for more details. I heard you say love parties. Is that your yeah. your word for weddings? It's just what I started calling it back at the beginning. And we just started saying it all the time because it was like this immediate way for people to know they're doing things a little bit differently. 
And I like the idea we were simplifying it down. It's about the love. It's about the party, whatever that means to you, whatever that looks like to you. Because weddings to me felt like a lot of baggage and a lot of expectations. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're planning someone's most important day of their life, which I, I use in quotes because that's what people, I, I honestly like, I'm right. like, I can't relate, but I'm trying to relate. You're okay? doing great. You're doing Thank really well. Thank you so much. But I, I'm like, I'm obsessed with you because I'm like, wait, I feel like you understand. Um, I understand you because I am you. We're all, we're all on this journey being like, what is this thing that everyone told us is the most important day of our life? And why do I have no real say in what that looks like? Right. right. Which I think is what makes you so good at what you do is because you are, it wasn't something that you were like, all I want to do when I grow up is be a, a wedding planner. I'm obsessed with weddings. I'm a, you're all so I close to it. All I didn't want to do was weddings. Literally yes. kicking and screaming. Everyone goes, how did you get started? And I went, I always say kicking and screaming. I didn't want to come into this industry. Which I think is actually <laughs> kind of great because you can have a really awesome perspective outside and see what really matters and what really counts. But I do imagine that there's a lot of stress and mm-hmm. pressure. And even as as cool as your clients are, I'm sure that some of them are a little bit high stakes and high pressure. So how do you deal with with those clients that might be really, really stressed out? Or or do you feel that pressure of the high stakes of this super yeah. important day? How do you how do you deal with that? It's a great question. Because yeah, as you grow your career, you get, you know, it just the pressure does mount. As cool as awesome as it looks, the pressure definitely mounts. For me, it's been super important to have, I would say two things have been super key for me. One is the values piece. So when we put the values on the website, I actually mean that kindness, for example, is a value. And so I've had really tough conversations. I will say minimal. Like you said, I I am really lucky, but it's also intentional from the branding. As Alex knows, we just attract the coolest people. So um, I, I feel like we do attract really down to earth people. But the wedding industrial complex gets to people and it gets to even the most well-meaning of folks. And it is helpful to when you're having a conversation with someone, just dial it back to the value and say, hey, this has been a value all along. Kindness, you know this, and I expect it to go both ways. And so honoring that in myself and honoring that in the people that I work with is really important to me that this is not, you hired me to do this thing and I get to treat you like garbage to do this thing. If it's not collaborative, it's not the right fit. It's not modern rebel. And if there's not kindness there, then we'll walk. You know, it doesn't happen often, Mm -hmm. but it's just not worth it to me. And that's important to me to sort of lead with the values and go back to the values. And then the second thing I would say is the team. I feel so grateful that over the years I've worked with incredible people. Miriam was on the team for a while. She's fantastic. And we have built just like this incredible group of people who I trust and I can gut check with and I get to go back to them. And if I'm having like a, an off moment or does this feel, can you reread this email or can you read my email? You know, like have that moment with other people. I didn't have that at the beginning. I feel like it consumed me actually more at the beginning when the stakes were lower than where they are now because I'm more grounded now, if that makes sense. That, that, that makes, makes a lot so of sense. And then it's so emotional what you do. It's it's someone's day that's so – I mean, it's so emotional. And sometimes there's crying and like – I mean, Tina has done makeup for weddings and there's an impromptu therapy session. And Yes. So how – when you're kind of in the trenches of all of that – how do you make a boundary with yourself to not bring all of that home with you at the end of the day? Like, how do you kind of turn off work when it is so emotional what you do? I mean, most of the emotions I will say are awesome highs. Like it's so cool to be a part of an event that somebody's going to remember for the rest of their lives. And that is the cool. I mean, that is cool. So actually the, the emotions that you're talking about, I'm, I'm thinking about that from an event perspective, when I get home, I can't like go to bed immediately. Like I always take a shower. Cause like, I need to like, kind of like calm no, down. Wash it off down. Yeah, yeah. I need to like have this calm, but not because I'm like stressed normally. Normally it's just like <gasps> this exciting day. And I was on adrenaline. I mean, when you're working an event, it's like step count through the roof. Like it's an insane adre- adrenaline rush. Um, from a day just working with clients, most of the, I would say most of the time I, it fills me up. I love working with people and I love working with our couples. So 
of course, when there's those emotional moments, um, I think it's helpful to be honest, to think about wedding planning as an investment in your relationship when you're doing it. And so I go back to that with my clients a lot, because ultimately this should feel like the kickoff party for the rest of your life. If this is the peak, that's sad. That's, I'm not here for that. Like this should be an incredible memory. It should be the, a kick-ass mm. party. I'm a huge believer and like leaning into the love party angle and leading into the party vibes when people are like, I don't want to do a wedding. I'm like, great, that's cool. But this is an opportunity. If you want to do it, that you're going to remember the rest of your life and people are going to show up for. It's just one of those things where people will fly across the country and come celebrate you. You don't get a lot of moments like that in life where people go to distance, right? So in terms of like making that effort, I try to remind people like this is an opportunity and also you have an opportunity in this to make sure that you're nourishing your relationship. You're not draining it. So if it's negatively impacting your relationship, like maybe we just need to like let it go. Maybe the decision is not that important. Like I feel like I can be real with my clients. So it's less draining for me because I can just say, let's take a step back. You know, let's let's reimagine this. Maybe this wasn't the right, you know, fit or this vendor. This is causing anxiety or whatever it is. I don't know if that answered your question. I think. No, it does. It does. It seems like your whole thing is let's minimize anxiety. And if it's making us, any one of us spin out of control, let's ask why we're doing it. Well, we have this recent thing where we're having our couples. This is super recent because we've tried to be super relationally focused. Like even the company has evolved so much, even from when you hired us in 2019, Alex, because. Oh, I'm sure. In the pandemic, I got obsessed with relationship health. Like I started a whole other company. I shut that company down. I tried to raise money for it. It was a tech business for couples and relationships that like basically courses for their relationship, like digital courses, like a premarital course. We partnered with a therapist, a financial course. We partnered with a financial planner. It was amazing. I stand by the platform, but it just couldn't get off the ground because the conversation on relationship health just wasn't there. Like people don't want to invest back in their relationship until it's on fire. So it's like, we need to put the fire out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to shut that down. I tried for like a year and a half. We did some amazing work. And then I put that energy back into Modern Rebel. And I was like, how could we infuse the relationship health angle into Modern Rebel? And we did a few things that I'm really proud of. But um, one that is really recent that I'll tell you guys about that I I don't think we've even really shared it anywhere is that we're uh, working on um, having our couples come up with a safe word, literally like, What's your safe word? Because in this wedding planning experience, you're going to spiral or your <laughs> mom is going to make you spiral because she's going to ask you eight times about this thing that doesn't really matter, but really matters to her. And like, it's funny, it's silly, but it's also like very real. And uh, that's just kind of one way in the sea of a lot of ways that we're trying to get our couples to think more relationship, relationship health, relationship focused in this process. But I mean, that's really healthy. Yes. I I'm a full believer in couples therapy, like before things hit the fan. Like yep. why, you know, why wait until things are on fire? Get a little, you know, work something out, like before you have kids, before yeah. you get married, before all the the stressful stuff happens. Yeah, like the wedding should be the fun thing. Yeah. The love party should be the fun. That's the fun celebration. Like it shouldn't be so yeah. stressful. But I, but it is. And it isn't. <laughs> and like it is because. For a lot of reasons, but I usually tell people this is the first time that you are project managing with your partner in a way that you never have, unless maybe you've bought mm-hmm. a house. It's true. That's kind of the only, or you've had a child, but a lot of people are getting married before those things. And so it is the first time that they're going on this. I'm on the team. I'm, we're a team now. And yeah. I always say that it's like, you can decide to hate that and decide that this is terrible and it's stressing you guys out and you're managing this budget and you're delegating and it's stressful, or you can decide this is awesome. We're a team now. So you can learn how to delegate with each other, how to budget together, how to say you're handling this. I'm handling that. This is an opportunity because as you go on, especially for women, the feminist in me is like women do four and a half extra hours of invisible work every single day, even if they work full time. So it's like, why isn't this an opportunity to try to maybe draw the boundary of like setting the playing field to make it a little bit more egalitarian? Like maybe we could like change everything. (laughs) I want that to be the soundbite that we use. Like women do 
four and a half extra hours is it, of work. Invisible I just said work. it and I'm thinking, is it daily or is it – I think it's daily. No, it's, it's daily. Well, it's the managing because even – so it's usually it's like you're the one making the list. But coming up with the list of the things that have to – that's a job. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I also I, think of like mate, like physical maintenance. Like well, I'm getting my hair done. I'm doing yeah. my makeup. I'm doing my skincare. I'm doing. Yeah. I'm taking my supplements. The guy just wait. I mean, <laughs> our sound, our beautiful, wonderful sound my person. Husband. He does all. Vinny. My husband does all of the grocery shopping and all of the. Then he's an exception our, to all of this because he's perfect. Yeah, I have the same. I have a similar partner in that. That like it's not yeah. that way. It's not um that sort of typical straight relationship role. Yeah. Um, but that is the exception to the rule. And it's like, it is. when will yeah. it not be, you know? Right. Right. So guys, Tina and I love therapy. We have weekly FaceTime therapy sessions, and it's what gives us the tools to help us through all the things that come up in life, relationship, career issues, self-esteem building, learning boundaries, you name it. So BetterHelp offers easy, accessible, and affordable virtual therapy options. So first of all, finding a therapist can be really daunting. And with BetterHelp, you don't have to do any of the research because they will do that work for you and they'll match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. Second, it's incredibly convenient because you don't even have to leave your home. BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat sessions. It's honestly always a good time to invest in yourself and invest in your mental health. So give BetterHelp a try and see for yourself why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp. We have a special offer just for our obsessed listeners. So for 10% off your first month of professional virtual therapy, just go to BetterHelp.com and enter code OBSESSED at checkout. That is BetterHelp.com with code obsessed at checkout for 10% off your first month of virtual therapy. For more information, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. From 20th Century Studios and New Regency, the creator, only in theater September 29th. Like it or not, humankind will end. We should never have let AI out of the box. From the director of Rogue One. Did you locate the weapon? This can't be right. She's just a kid. My name is Alfie. You're my friend. She dies with the rest of them. I can't do that. The Creator. Experience the movie event only in theaters September 29th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Get tickets now. We are supported by Ombre Lab. Are you struggling with bloating, moodiness, constipation, weight gain, or acne, and you just can't figure out why? Well, the answer could literally be in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad, and when your body doesn't have enough good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. And when this happens, it can cause all kinds of symptoms. Ombre Lab makes it really easy to check on your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship right to your door with easy-to-follow instructions. And then when you get your results, they'll give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria, let you know what foods to eat more or less of, plus send you personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. I did this at-home test. It could not have been easier. So if you want to start feeling better, visit ombrelab.com and enter code OBSESSED at checkout for $30 off your first at-home test. That's ombrelab.com with code OBSESSED at checkout for $30 off your first test. For more information, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. Thank you to Ombre Lab for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, so to get out of all the stress and anxiety and the yeah, all the stuff, you've planned so many amazing love parties. Is there like a standout memory, something that really was exciting to you, a favorite story that you have oh, that was really exciting for you? I have so many stories. That I, can't I really need to write a book someday. <laughs> you should. Oh, you really um, should. Oh, I'll, I'll tell it. I have a beautiful story of a couple I worked with several years ago. And this is actually more of a tug at your heartstrings kind of story, although I have many just straight up love party stories. But I think this really illustrates well the idea of rewriting the rules so you feel seen and celebrated. And they came to me and they had met after they would both lost their parents. 
Um, and she had lost both her parents. He had lost his dad and they were basically connecting and meeting when they were both grieving and they were on this journey together. And so when we were thinking about the ceremony, they said to me, they said, we don't want to have any music when we walk in. We want it to be silent because we want it to sort of be reflective of the idea that we've been on this journey together and it has not been all roses and butterflies. Like it has been hard and we have done this together. And so we want to walk in together as a couple without any music. I was working with a venue that was a little old school and I got a lot of pushback from the venue manager on this specific choice. We've never done this before, Amy. No, 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 no. We have to have music. It'll be so weird. It'll be awkward. And I just kept coming back to this is for them. This is how they'll feel seen and celebrated by their community. So we did it. And I've never, I get emotional still, but I've never gotten that emotional during a ceremony. It was this, I get emotional, like thinking about it now. Like it was so beautiful to see two people honor the path that they have been on because like life is not a romantic comedy. Like very few people have this like meet cute. And then it's just like works out. And then they're just like walking down that. It's like, that's for a lot of people, not realistic. And, um, for them, it was just gorgeous and beautiful. And I think about that at least once a week. <laughs> I think about that. I ceremony love that moment. you were able to advocate for them because that could have been something that really ruined their day. You know, if they, if they were doing it for themselves and were coordinating with this venue and they insisted on having the music, you know, it could have been the thing where like, yeah, we really wanted to not have it, but we ended up having it and it was fine. But we, it's so awesome that they had you as the person to stand up for them and advocate. You need that advocate. And it's like an outsider that's not necessarily just your friend or your parent because that, that's, it gets muddy there. And even if there is a venue manager, it's a different role. And it's really important to have that because I want to know your grandmother's first name. You know what I mean? I want to know, I want to know the nuance. I always say I'm a vault. I know some wacky things about families, but like, I got to know to yeah. make sure that, you know, that you feel honored and protected and that this is a safe space. Yeah. Miriam had my mom's cell phone number. I mean, it it was like, and there's no, like I said, there's no should with modern rebel. If something's important to you, there's not a lot of questioning. I mean, unless it's unsafe or like obviously something, but if something's important to you, there's not a lot of questioning it. This is a tiny example, but I will always remember this. So there was this teeny tiny red candle. I mean, it didn't look like anything special, but it was a candle that was on my parents' dinner table at their wedding. Okay. And it's just this small red candle. And I just said to Miriam, I was like, this, it just can't get lost. And I was about, it's really important to me. And I was about to go into this whole thing of why. And she just said, I don't even need, oh, I like understood. You don't have to explain. I am going to mark this as a VIP item. This is a VIP item and I'm going to mark it. And I had my whole thing prepared of like telling her why, but she was like, it was basically like, I don't need to hear why this is important to you. You don't have to argue. No, like you're telling me this is extremely important and that's all I need to know. And Mm. that's just one small example, but that's how the whole process went though. Makes me so happy to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It must be nice to be heard. Because I I do feel like maybe this is an industry, and again, I'm not married, I, I haven't ever been, but an industry that shuts down a lot of people and just says, nope, this is the way it is. This is, it's all black and white and you gotta do this thing. Yeah. I don't even know if sometimes it's intentional, but it's just, I don't realize sometimes how like radical, like I don't think of us as radical at all. Really not like in terms of our thinking and the company. And there's a lot of amazing vendors in New York city that are doing great work, but sometimes I'll go to a conference, I'll go to something and I'm like, Oh, you don't boundary set with your clients. You know, like we have very clearly been like, okay, look, you know, on the weekends, unless it's your love party weekend, like we're not you know, going out of our way to like answer an email. I really am unplugged. I have a toddler. Like I have a family. I give so much in my work. I'm confident I give a lot more than what is expected of me. I need to unplug and reset and I need to invest back in my relationships in the same way I'm telling you to do that, you know? And so like even some of the ways that we do that or yeah, I mean, have both individuals in the couple on a final meeting, like making sure that we're trying to invest back in both people where we can. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of moments where I'm like, oh, this isn't that radical, but in an industry where it's kind of a box, like this is what you do. Right. It feels it that just way. hasn't been done that way before necessarily. 
So you were, you said you're a gender studies major and you plan weddings for a living. I am so interested in your own personal views on marriage when it comes to yourself and kind of your own dynamic in your marriage. Yeah. So anything you'd be willing to share? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I'm pretty open about my life and social media and I got married in 2018. I honestly feel like after I had a breakup with like a college boyfriend and I thought I'm never going to get married and I don't know, maybe I won't even have children. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I'd always thought I was going to have kids and get married. And, but then I was a gender studies major in college and then I got had this big breakup. And then of course I become a wedding planner, which everyone was like, <laughs> what is going on with this? I'm sure everyone was like, what the hell? Um, but for me, I don't really care about the legal part. I think it matters for people where if that's important to you, I mean, it is a privilege in this country. You are afforded certain privileges for getting married that cannot be forgotten. And it is a right that everyone deserves to have. But we don't discriminate against somebody coming to us that says we're not legally getting married. A love party could be a legal ceremony or it could not be. Or you could have gotten legally married 10 years ago. I mean, I don't care. Ultimately, it has nothing to do with what I'm going to do for the couple in terms of making sure that that event reflects their relationship and that they feel seen and celebrated in the process and they have a great ass time. Um, But (laughs) I don't know. I think like in terms of my own relationship, I, I believe that relationships are like the, you know, butter to the bread of life. Like I think that and that means all kinds of relationships. I'm like relationship obsessed now, not just like romantic, like friends, family, like I mean, and I feel like I've stepped into this community with a lot of people who feel the same way, right? How do we nurture relationships? And I'm taking a small experience in your life, which is this wedding planning experience. And I'm saying, how do we nurture it in that experience? But there's so many ways where we could be asking ourselves these questions. Like when people become mothers, when they, you know, like friend breakups, that's a relationship. Like I think about all kinds of relationships because- I do think it's our most overlooked health bucket. Like we think about physical health and mental health as buckets that we nurture, right? Like we go on a run for a physical health. We talked about wellness, like, and then on the mental health side, we, you know, maybe meditate, maybe it's like you see a therapist, but relationships, it's kind of like invest all this time and money in like finding a partner and then you're, you're done. It's like, Mm -hmm. what, you know, it's kind of like, I think that our thinking there is still not evolved enough. Um, and yeah. that's what gets me excited about my own relationship because I do feel that. Like, it's firsthand. Oh, that's the dream. That's totally dream. So I heard you mention you have a toddler. So you're you're a mother. I am. Did having a baby change and how, if it did, your marriage, your business? What did that look like for you? It's always changing. I mean, the great thing about being an entrepreneur is, and you're both like artist entrepreneurs too, so you can probably relate to this. Like the one thing you sign up for with full certainty is change, right? Like you better lean into change because change is just going to happen. I mean, no matter if you're an entrepreneur or not, but especially if you're an entrepreneur. And as a mom, I can literally see change manifested into a human. Like he is not the same from month to month. It's wild. Like things like, oh, he'll never have that down or he'll never have that. Wor- oh, now he's talking and he's, oh, he just asked me a, a question. Yeah. And so he's going to be two in May. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anyone's prepared. It's, <laughs> it's wild. I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't know if anybody, Who does? I guess some, some people do. I think some people maybe do, do they? but they're fakes. They're I don't liars. know what I'm doing. We're just doing our damn best. And I feel like I have a pretty great kid, so I feel pretty lucky. I'm sure you have a great That's kid. Awesome. I've seen him on Instagram, and he's just the cutest thing ever. He's so so how did it change kind of how you run your day? I'm sure every day is different, but can you take us okay. through yes. a day in your life right now? Yes. What that looks well, like? Well, here's from- what I would say. He's going to be two, and now I have daycare, which whole- wholeheartedly support, like, child care and especially – affordable childcare, which is really hard to come by in this city. Mm-hmm. Um, but people that actually genuinely care and want to be there for your child in a way that you would want to be there for them. And we've had that experience, at least with the daycare that we're at. So, okay. So the, when I first had the baby, 
that rocked my world because I also had a pretty traumatic birth, which we won't go into, but it was pretty intense and there was a and there was recovery and then I had a child and you're trying to do both and you're running a business. That was to put this in perspective, this was May 2021. So think about the oh. pandemic and think about weddings coming back. That was when they were literally starting to like really oh rev God. up again. And there's no good time for anything, right? So it worked out. It's all good. But I couldn't take a ton of time off. I think I took the first six weeks totally off and then I kind of had to get back into it a little bit. But like least. recovering from like a major yeah, experience. Yeah, and it was major. Yeah. 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 So, and you have a child. <laughs> I have a child. At the end um, of it. Thankfully, my mom was really helpful. I was really fortunate to have some family support. And we had a part-time nanny, but we were juggling. And my husband and I were also kind of doing work at home. We were just still working from home, both of us. So we were kind of juggling. And he can't really like, can't crawl yet for a little while. So that first year he was at home. And then by the time he was one, I was like, we have to figure something else out because it was becoming increasingly challenging. He didn't, he needed more attention than I could give him on like a Tuesday when it was just me juggling because, oh, my mom can't do it. And they don't have the nanny that like whatever it was. And it was very stressful. And it's that invisible labor that I think a lot of people don't think about, which is that I've got to figure out childcare. If you are thinking about your child's safety and well-being, you can't really be focused for anything else. And so once we got daycare locked in full time and it was like, what a wait. I can't, I remember dropping him off. And of course, after I got over the idea of like leaving him and he's like crying and he's fine, but you know, it's that first week mm -hmm. I came home and I sat down at my laptop and I'm like, I just felt my shoulders like drop. I was like, whoa, I can be hyper productive again. Mm -hmm. And I just found my new normal with it. And I think that everybody finds it and there's no right way. Um, but it's really important that we expand support, especially in the city and this country for affordable childcare and offer, you know, flexible time for parents. We do that at Modern Rebel because we have three moms on the team and, you know, Eden's got school pickup and I've got daycare pickup and I've got this and it's like, great. You know, we still manage to get a lot of work yes. done. It doesn't have to look like the way men set up companies for years, you know, we can it imagine have, it. It doesn't have to fit in the box. No. It doesn't have to fit in the box. You no. can make your own. No. And yeah, that's why so, I mean, so many women left the workforce too, understandably. So I don't blame them, but it's kind of like, what are we doing? You know, why don't we make this yeah. a little bit more of a safer place for working parents and people who maybe don't want to make their whole lives work? <laughs> Yeah. Right. I do think that was maybe a silver lining with the pandemic of like, it doesn't have to only exist between nine and five when you're at a certain place. Like, could it not be 10 o'clock one day and maybe you work later? Could it not be work from home this day? Like, just there's a little more flexibility bleeding coming through now mm -hmm. than, totally. than it was before. And like that it doesn't have to be like, 40 hours this week. And you know, this it's like maybe some weeks it's like you take that Friday off, but you're super productive. And that Thursday, right. it's like, I don't track hours. It's like you get it done. And I think we all know when we look at the mirror, like, am I doing my best or right. do I need to step it up? Right. Exactly. So I run a little stressed. I just do. I can't help it. I'm type A. I live in New York City without all of my products and rituals and meditations and yoga in place I'd, and therapy, I'd probably be a disaster. So something I'm always looking for in products are something for a calming effect and also something for an anti-inflammatory effect because I've had tendinitis. We all have inflammation in our body. It's not great. So I'm always looking for how can I calm myself down and how can I get some anti-inflammatory ingredients into my body? So I found plant people and I absolutely adore this brand because they're doctor formulated plant, mushroom, and CBD products. So they are formulated by doctors and all the formulas are based in real science. So they're just a brand I trust more than other brands that just kind of slap on something that says, oh, we have CBD. Like this is actually made by a doctor. So Plant People has mushroom and CBD drops and gummies to just help you out and help you be the best you. They have products for inflammation, for calm, for stress, for sleep, for immunity, you name it. 
One of my favorite, favorite products from them are their relief drops. So their CBD drops, which calm you down. So I usually do it before I go to bed. And then there's a lot of anti-inflammatory ingredients in it, like turmeric, black pepper, and ginger. So I have really liked to incorporate these into my routine. I've also recently gotten into the Wonder Sleep Mushroom Gummies which are a blend of herbs and super mushrooms to support rest and relaxation for your sleep. I really like these when I travel. They taste great. They have zero sugar. They're melatonin-free. They're vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, and they have no high fructose corn syrup or dyes, but they still taste great. And they're made of herbs and they just help you relax. Plant People just has so many amazing products. We love them. So if you'd like to shop and if you'd like to get 15% off, just use our code at checkout, obsessed with the best. So check out Plant People and use our code obsessed with the best at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. And for more info, just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode. What is your day-to-day? Like, are you, how do you manage? You're overseeing everything, but you're also planning. So with the business, what's kind of your day-to-day? I think it's a little bit of organized chaos. I have it and it works for okay. me, but I'm not like the, I'm not like the, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like the pinnacle of organize, organized perfection. Like, I don't want anyone to put me on that pedestal. Like I, I do a great job, but, um, you'd be like, Oh, you don't color code your inbox. No, I don't, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I'm inspired by the people on my team that do that. Um, but it's just never going to happen for me, but I still get to everything I need to get to. So I'm like, it's working, yeah. you know, it's not broken. We don't need to fix it. But for me, um, I'm an early riser when it's nice out. I like to exercise in the morning if I can do something active, but in the winter, I would say my walk to daycare, if I'm doing drop-off, that might be my exercise. And it's a seven minute walk, but I really mm-hmm. huff it. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's about kind of starting the day. I like getting, I do like just getting up early, getting started, um, having a moment, ideally for myself in the morning before the baby is awake is important. It doesn't always happen, but it's nice when it does. And then it's about getting, you know, breakfast kind of my partner and I will tag team breakfast, tag team getting ready. And John has a, who's my partner, has a very unique schedule too. He's a, a salesperson and wine and spirits. And so some days he's home, sometimes he's out. So we just, you know, it's never the exact same every single day, but it's about getting Arlo to daycare. And then I start my day and I'm, I mean, I'm a Google calendar freak. Like I just said the other day to a friend, it's my love language. So, yes. you know, put it on the calendar. Me too. If someone sends me like yeah. a Google invite, I'm like, do you want to yes. get married? Like I love, I, I, yes. It's like, yes, if I have a to calendar know, like, invite. are they going to send the invite? Like, do I need to send the invite? Like, yes. What's, it's just like, mm-hmm. I'll just send it. <laughs> um, and I do a lot of meetings. So right now my time is really split between, I would say it's getting less planning focused because I'm doing less of that, which I'm, I'm grateful for as the business has grown, I've been able to be a little bit um, more tailored about just my workload when it comes to planning, because I have an incredible team who's fantastic and I trust them totally. And a lot of bigger picture stuff, which fills my entrepreneurial cup too. Like we built an uh, email newsletter called Bandit, which is, you know, relationship focused newsletter. And we put that out every month and we've been doing some in-person in real life events around relationships. We did like the anti-Valentine's Valentine's Day night. And we invited, we had a ton of single people there. We had a lot of people in relationships. It was over 300 people, you know, so we're doing like in real life events too. And I get to be a part of imagining like that, what, you know, what do we do for the community of modern rebels that have come to us? And I don't want to just say, it's just about the love party. Like what's next? Yeah, you're getting to zoom out now, which is really cool. Yeah. That's so exciting. I'm obsessed with you. I this is like really reignited like a hope for me. Do you say that on As every far- podcast? Because it's a it's no, no, okay. no. But no, this no. is she's talking about how she has been like. I don't feel like dating. I am done. Don't talk to me. I don't yeah. want any of this. I'm and like relationships sh- are a sham. A and s- now she's thinking like. Wait a minute. Like, wait, maybe I should get married. That sounds actually kind of fun. Like, if you were involved, that'd be really great. Oh. I, I love that you've just got, like, a really good head on your shoulders, that you're, you are compassionate, and you also, like, have a life outside of your work. Like, that is so cool. I, I really respect that. Like, that's who I want to work with and collaborate with 
on like what would be my most important I think day. that people say when they think they don't want a wedding is they don't want to do it in the way that they think they have to do it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah, they want to get together, but maybe they want it to look a certain way that they just haven't seen yet. Yeah. That's part of the problem, you know? right? Because you've seen the same yeah. thing over and over again. You've seen the Barbie Ken plantation yes. wedding. And, like, my friends would be horrified if I was, like, all the single girls, like – Throw the bouquet. Like, I wouldn't no. do that to them. Absolutely it's like, these are the not. things we think of. But oh it doesn't have to be that yeah. way. I'm like, you no, know? I don't want a first dance. I don't want a this. I don't want a that. I don't want a... Yeah, there's no rules. I don't want a, it's amazing. No. Like, it's so freeing, right? It's like, oh, no, I love it. I don't have to do any of that. And I can do yeah. all of it. I mean, it's really... And still have a really spectacular day. Well, we had a, a client do... Um, instead of a first dance, they did a, a first match. And they played a Super Smash brothers and then they did a mario kart against their moms so like what they reimagined because there was no dance they didn't want to do dancing it wasn't them and one way that we have like made it a little bit easier because it can sometimes be almost overwhelming too on the other side to be like oh my god what do i want to do oh now that i have this choice what do i want to do and so we work with couples and in the design process our full-time we have an amazing full-time event designer michelle and michelle sends our couples homework and they come up with a marriage mantra. So it's like, what's a word, a phrase, a quote, a lyric that just feels like your relationship, that feels like you two, that embodies just who you two as a partnership are? Because I am a huge believer that it's really important to be seen as an individual in a relationship. Like, I don't want to lose my identity you know, it's like that is not. I feel the exact that same. Whole narrative That's what I admire like, about your relationship so much is that you yeah. and Vinny are yeah, two like people. you, and I'm yeah. and totally in my relationship too, right? It's like I didn't become absorbed into this, you know, other being. I'm still me. Similar yes. with motherhood, that is a whole nother topic, but that happens as well. And it's kind of like, well, okay, you've got this individual, you've got this individual, but who are you as a partnership? Because ultimately, like you are coming together and you're making a partnership, you're making a team. So why don't you define it before anybody else does? And the incredible thing is when we send people on this homework, we've been doing this for last couple of years. We started doing this. And even the couples that are hesitant about it, they'll be like, oh, I don't know. And we're like, no pressure. You don't have to do it. And then they come back and they're like, oh my God, it opened and unlocked this conversation and our relationship that we needed to have. And it was incredible. And it's like so cool. But this couple in particular um, that I worked with last year, their marriage mantra was, I don't want to lean in. I want to lie down. <laughs> and it sounds funny. And it is. It's an alley. I think Ali Wong quote, but, um, and they're, they're just a hilarious couple, but their reasoning for that was getting together was the first time that they felt truly comfortable. And for their love party, they wanted it to feel really relaxed and really just comfortable. And we literally went all the way on that and we did it out in LA and we had a weed bar and we had video games and we had a first toke instead of a first toast. We had, what? it was like, so relaxed, so much lounge furniture, just the most chillest party you can imagine. We had Korean barbecue that was just like, it was just like one of those nights where you're just like, I just want to chill. And everybody so was like having the best time. It was great. That's so something I, I love that I heard you say in another podcast is we don't like to yuck other people's yums. Yes. So like the other on the flip side of this, though, OK, someone wants to like play, you know, a video game. If you did have someone who was like, OK, the garter bell and the throwing of the bouquet, I've been looking forward to that since I was like five. And you wouldn't be like, oh, no, that's not like no. cool enough. You'd yeah. be like, oh, my God, perfect. Great. Let's do it. You know, like, let's absolutely do it. It's not about listening to. Yeah. It's not about making people feel bad. It's not about making people feel bad. And it's also not about saying this is right and this is wrong. I would never ever tell people who they are in their own relationship and and aim to, like, think I know better. Now, if someone asks me for history on a on like a tradition, I might be like, let's look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. You know, just so they know. But yeah, I think it's really important was listening to a friend talk about a wedding that she went to for her friend. And part of it was a surprise and it was rodeo themed. And I was thinking like, that's my literal nightmare. (laughs) I don't like surprises and I've never been to a rodeo. I like don't even know what that is. That would be my wedding probably. But like, but like, this bride was apparently it was like her dream. That's like all she wanted was like a surprise, like rodeo. And it's like, 
That's so great. Like everyone should get whatever their weird dream is for the day. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love it's so true though, right? Because like someone's most perfect moment could be your nightmare. And so assuming that all of our, you know, perfect days, which I I never say that, but like that idea of like this day being so important to both of you, I, I like assuming that we know what that looks like for everybody and that it looks the same is kind of ridiculous. Right. Right. We're totally ridiculous. Like, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Amy, before yeah. we start wrapping up, we just have a few fun questions yeah. that we like to ask everyone just to get to know you a little more. So just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh God. Okay. I know. Best advice you've ever received? I think it's just be be true. Like, be true to who you are, you know? Just, you know, like, when it's not true. And so your gut will always tell you and be true. Is there a beauty product that you are obsessing over right now that you can't live without? <laughs> Actually, yes. Although this has been many years that I've had this product. It's this Redken wax spray, which no one's heard of. A wax spray? It's like a hairspray, but it's not like crunchy like a hairspray. So if you feel my hair right now, it's not crunchy at all, but it has this wax spray. I've been using this for years. And I always tell people, because people ask me, what do you do for your hair? And I'm I'm like, it's the wax spray. It's this thing. Wait, it I volumizes, this. But it yeah. hairsprays, but it doesn't make it crunchy. So you don't like if you don't want to wash your hair because with hairspray I always feel like I need to wash my hair like immediately. After. So does it add? Does it add a little texture? A little I don't grit. It's definitely it adds hold without the crunch. Is that what? Yes, you're and it adds a little volume. <gasps> I'm obsessed okay. We're with getting this, the wax. I would love to be their sponsor. So. Wait, I've never heard <laughs> a wax. Spray. Yeah, we have to get this and then talk about it. Okay, so yeah, we do this. Yeah. You guys have to I, get it and try it. We really do. Do you have a recent favorite book or all time favorite book? I think Tiny Beautiful Things is probably up there for me. It's Cheryl Strayed, and I used to call it sort of my Bible. It's just an incredible advice book. And if you've never read it, it's a series of columns that she did back in the day. Um, I think they're making it into a Hulu show, actually. But I love that book, and I was obsessed with it yeah. before anyone ever even knew about it. I used to read her blog. Like, it was like, I just love it. It's totally, like now like totally torn up and I've given a million copies to other people, but it's my favorite. That's really good. You have to look it up. Yeah. It's really great. I will. Who is a woman that is currently inspiring you? Oh my God. I feel like I'm always inspired by so many women. You know, I think just currently, because I have, I could like literally name an entire roster. Um, Eve Rodsky is somebody that I am inspired by. Does that name ring a bell to either of you? So Mm-mm. she has a book that is like there's a whole product around this now. And I think she has another book, but it's called Fair Play. And her whole thing was about leveling the playing field in relationships and that women do this, you know, an absurd amount of invisible work in the relationships. And she saw it playing out in her own relationship. And so she has created this initiative and it's not just now a book. It's like there's an entire game that you can play with your partner that opens up conversations, unlocks conversations. And then she even is doing now product collaborations. Like they made, I think they made like a Swiffer toy for like boys. Like it was just girls. It was like all pink, right? For like the mopping stuff and like Target. And they're like, no, no, no. And so their initiative literally is working on more gender neutral toys like kitchen and, you know, like, and they call out companies. That is so cool. My little nephews, they both have uh, toy Dyson vacuums and kitchen kitchen sets. And then I've got them little baby espresso machines to put on the kitchen sets. Little baby espresso machines? Oh my God. Yeah. That's so cute. It's like made of wood and they are like full into, and they see their dad's vacuuming. And so then they want to play with their vacuum too. And it's the cutest thing. I love that. I really need to look up that book. Yeah. Fair play. It's really cool. What was her name? Eve Rodsky. Rodsky. Yeah, Eve she's Rodsky. Eve badass, and her company's really cool. They're doing great work. Thank really you cool. for yeah. the wreck. Um, so where can we find you and follow you, A, and B, how can we work with Modern Rebel? Do we have to be in a specific city? You don't have to be in a specific city. Um, you can okay. find us at modernrebelco.com and on Instagram, modernrebel and A-N-D co. And then 
I'm on Instagram as well. Amy Shack Egan. If you want more content, just my face, my family, my life. Um, and we work all over the country. You know, we'll plan a love party anywhere in the United States and sometimes even Canada, but um, nowhere internationally. But uh, other than that, so if it's in the United States, it's a fair bet that we will come to your city and fly out and travel. But we are doing a lot of work in New York City, um, but we'll travel wherever. Amazing. Thank oh, you so Amy, thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah. This has thank been you so awesome. much for inviting me to chat. And I hope maybe, yeah, it's a little bit, you know, I hope it wasn't overwhelming, Tina, for you. Like, I hope it's inspiring in some ways. I am so <laughs> inspired and so encouraged. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Maybe encouraged is the right word. You know, it's kind of like just totally feeling a good vibes about relationships no, as a whole, but not just romantic, right? We can invest in exactly. all of our relationships and have to be romantic. I'm officially your biggest fan. (laughs) Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.